Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Saturday Morning Radio Extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. Aretha brings us back. This still rocks. You know, Reeve was the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What? You call her re like you, like you, she saved your life at Nam or something. I don't think that you're. Uh... Well, that's what people. That's well, they re Rita Franklin re the Queen re. Okay, Queen re. I didn't realize she saved your life. But... Well, she didn't save my life that well in Musically, a way. I mean, maybe she did. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I used this this record still rocks. It does. I affectionately refer to her as Urethra Franklin. Blasphemous, of course. <laughs> That's what I'm good at. <laughs> oh, Derek. You know what, Derek? I'm so sorry. I, I I don't know whether you are or not. I am I am I am tired of the story of the imminent arrest. It's it's been like a week already. I re- it's like, it broke about five minutes after we got off the phone last week. Right, exactly. And I thought, huh, interesting. And then I uh, look. I don't make everybody mad, but why not? It's Saturday morning. That's what I do. It's why I make the little bucks. Um, <laughs> it it immediately sucked out all the oxygen out of the air of everything. There was a story last week, believe it or not, about the Biden family receiving a couple million bucks from uh, China, and where yes. did that money go? It was. Did you see anything about that? No, it wasn't reported no. on because Donald Trump fundraised off of. They're coming to take me away, haha! On Tuesday, and then they didn't, and then they didn't. Now, there's no reason on God's green earth that Donald Trump would have had that information if it were true. Not a single human being inside Donald Trump's inner circle has come out and said this was true. They were ready and, it, and all this horrible things. They all said, uh, no, I haven't heard anything about that. And yet he immediately pivoted along with a whole bunch of paid trolls on social media to go, why hasn't Ron DeSantis defended me? Why hasn't Ron DeSantis immediately condemned these sorts of things? What kind of an idiot waits to find out whether or not something's true before they, to find out whether or not they've got any cards before they shove all their chips into the center of the table. This is an outrage. Please give us money. And it worked. It, the, the, the story became DeSantis's 
response to a certain extent, not with normal people, but with people who are engaged in politics. And the story became he's what an outrage it has. Fox News spent all week condemning Alvin Bragg over something as history's greatest monster for something he didn't do. And MSNBC carved him into the mountainside for something he didn't do. And we have no idea. The case is, what's amazing is both sides are making an argument that the case was really weak. And uh, the case is incredibly weak, which is probably why it's unlikely to happen. But that was never the point. Media news became wild speculation about a rumor that it involved an interested party started rather than what actually happened. Is pretty disgusting, the whole thing on behalf of the media. Wow. Am I wrong? I'm not. I'm, no, you're not. I'm, and I'm, I'm telling you today, I actually want to talk about other things. Mm. And, and they're not politics per se. Right. All right. Let me give you one, Derek. And I, I want to get your reaction to some of these things and see what you think. Do you ever eat Skittles? No, uh, I mean, I'm kind of doing the no sugar thing right now, but I have eaten Skittles. They're not my favorite, but they're fine. All right. Uh, hey, crew, have you guys ever eaten Skittles? Yeah. It's the same thing. I, 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 they're fine. I don't, they're not my favorite. All right. Now, usually when I see something from California that they want to ban something, my first reaction is my knee jerks up and it just says all these damn California. I'm sorry, Debbie. These darn California. Doggone. Yeah, these doggone yeah, California. where these rootin' tootin', fruitin', rasputin' Californians. Right. There they go again. But lawmakers in California now want to ban chemicals in rainbow candies and rainbow processed foods, including Skittles, Nerds, which I've never had, mm. Hot Tamales, which I've never had. No. They, they're going after the icing that people use on cakes, and also Strawberry Nesquik, which I never wanted. Now, what, all you got to do is tell the, the your Demo- local Democratic lawmaker that you're trying to make a pride flag, out, an edible pride flag. <laughs> And then you'll you'll get a free pass. I'm sure there'll be a carve out in there. But this is this is but this is the thing though. So I'm going through the story, and then they're saying, okay, they want to ban red dye number three out of out of foods. Red dye number three, titanium dioxide, potassium bromate, brominated vegetable oil, or proper. Can I just say that um, you should probably limit the intake of things you can't pronounce in your diet, especially your children's diet? (laughs) That's what I wanted to ask you. And anything that involves something that sounds like somebody (laughs) took a bar of steel and melted it down and, and put it in your food, you should probably limit that. That being said, I'm not sure government needed. What we need is is better parents. Well, wait a minute. No, because this is the question that I... Okay, so you've already... Wait, you said government shouldn't do it. This is now, already banned in Europe, is it not? Yes. That's what I'm starting to under... That's why... 
some of these things are already banned in the EU. Now, of course, EU are a bunch of freaking... If the EU jumped root- off a bridge, would you jump off the bridge, too? Right. <laughs> a bunch of rootin' tootin' liberals yeah. over there in the in the EU as well. But at the same time, do these guys actually... Of course, they li- do they have a point? Should this I, kind I of give stuff, it to my kids, would I go not, to a salad bar with the whole, hey, there, don't forget to add extra bromide number seven or whatever the heck it is. No, I wouldn't eat that, and I would limit my children's access to it. But it's, it's, there are a lot of things that sound horrible that are relatively harmless. There are a lot of things that are relatively harmless that if you sat there and sucked it down a, a double gulp of it, it would kill you. So you've got to be smart. There comes a point where there's personal responsibility. Now, if you show me that the, a normal trace amounts of this, like cyanide, you can't say, well, there's just a tiny amount of cyanide. Oh, okay. If it's deadly like that, if you can show me a direct correlation, then fine. But if you have to slurp down an elephant size amount of it in order to have problems, well, if you, if you drank a swimming pool, you die. So, I mean, there has to be a little bit of common sense and personal responsibility. The problem is that Democrats don't allow for any of that ever under any circumstances, mostly because they need to be seen as doing something else other than what they really want to do is, you know, like codify in law the ability to physically butcher the bodies of children. They don't want to talk about that. Think of them as the guys in Times Square at 3 o'clock in the morning. Everybody's wandered drunkenly through Times Square. It's not just me, right? 3 o'clock in the morning. You got the three-card money set up. The guy's doing the three-card money. The guy doing the three-card money is never silent. The guy is in there just going, okay, please. Not, never, you know, quiet, very uh, whisper-spoken, going, just find the Red Queen, and it's all good. No, he's big and bold and, and high-fiving people and flopping around. You think he's almost having a seizure he's involved in so much. And it's all because he wants to distract you from what's really going on. That's what Democrats are doing. They want to distract you from what they're really doing, so they throw in things like this every once in a while. It's not that it's not important. It's not maybe that it's not to be done. I don't have read the science on it. But ultimately, it's something that certainly isn't necessary or not a top priority of government. It should be a top priority of parents. I would, I'm responsible for what my kids eat. Sadly, it is mostly sugar, but it's just... <laughs> Straight up chocolate. It's straight up. I gotta bribe them. Take a poop, you get a, a Hershey's bar. They eat a broccoli stock, you get a Hershey bar. If I could melt the chocolate and pour it on the broccoli, I'd do it. But it's it's that sort of thing where you like Skittles is going to exist. I wish they would. There's a lot of things that we shouldn't do, and there's a lot of things that we can do that we necessarily shouldn't do. And if you're going to eat sugar, sugary crap and candy, it should be with real sugar. I don't like the idea personally of let me pour this packet of chemicals that have been bound together to taste like sugar uh, that I can't pronounce when there's real sugar sitting there. It's probably best not to have any of it, but I don't think we need government to protect us from it unless there's a direct correlation of if you take this, you will die. Okay, let's move on. New York City waitress. Now, this story, I just... Uh, New York City, this is in the New York Post today, is complaining miserably about the Euro weenies 
the the the, the European tourist. I saw the, her. She got a decent. I mean, it's a seven hundred dollar tab. She got ten percent tip. She got she's, a ten percent tip, and yeah. she's bi itching to high heaven. Yeah, she Look, effing it. hates. She effing hates ten percent tip from tourists. The tourists are are horrible because they only gave her a ten percent gratuity. There's her a name is Madison Tate. There's a certain point at which 10% is pretty nice, right? You know? Someone gives you a $70 tip after they spent $700, and you're complaining? You you deserved 20%? I have been at, now, I don't know the restaurant, and I've been a waiter. And if I, w- I was a waiter at a place called Olga's, where the sandwiches were like 7 bucks. So if I, have a, if I have a $7 or a $700 tab when I was there, I was making 3,000 trips to that table, back and forth. And then I would absolutely have wanted more than 10%. But if it is seven $100 steaks, it's not that much labor. Now, granted, we base tips largely on the amount of money, but it should also be the amount of... Um, labor brought into it. I always feel weird. I I go. I used to love to. Now I'm on a I'm on a diet and going to the gym every day. But I I used to love going. Yeah, I uh, I used to love going to buffets because I hated having to pick. There's nothing worse than going to a restaurant you don't know and you go, I'll have this, I guess. And then you order something and it's gone. And then you see somebody else next to you at the table at a different table get something. You're like, God, I wish I would have ordered that. I didn't even see that on the menu. <laughs> I like the buffet because you don't have to uh, choose. You can have all of it, just a little bit of each and try it. And then you can go back and get more of what you like. But there are servers there. I go, we've gone to Golden Corral. And they, ah, the and Golden they, Corral. Yeah, and they always, you're supposed to tip. Why? Because the waitress, the waitstaff comes and they take your empty plates away, eventually. They're not That's what the they're spot. supposed wait, to wait, do. No, 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 I know. But they okay. also, they get you your drink. You, you're not okay. allowed to get your drink. Oh, would you like another Coke? Yeah, I'll take another Coke. You want more water? Yeah, I'll take more water. Oh, and they, you've already paid up at the front, so you got to bring cash to tip. Which it's stupid. They should probably make that somehow part of the the price. But you're expected to tip. Now, is somebody coming along and just grabbing your empty plate? Not all that frequently, but occasionally when the table's overflowing with five people's old plates, or getting you more water. Is that worth fifteen or twenty percent? I usually tip twenty to thirty percent, depending on how it is. Uh, I'm not going to fancy steakhouses, but. It, it, you have to take all these things into consideration. So if if you had to make a thousand trips to the table because it's one person ordering a, a whole bunch of inexpensive things, uh, small plates, and you had to run back and forth, then yeah, you gotta you made that person do a lot of work. You were kind of a pain in the butt. Tip them well. But if it's you just come along and you clean or you 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 uh, you maybe. Didn't make that many trips. Maybe she wasn't a very good server. Maybe she didn't give very good service at this table. Whatever it is, no, they don't deserve 20%. They don't. What I find annoying is it used to be 15% was standard. You move the decimal one and then cut it in half and add it back in, and you're done. Now it, they give you that pre-pended thing where it's, would you want 20%, 22%, 25%? Like, where, what happened to 15%? I'm not saying hey. I go 15%, but hey, I don't want the restaurant yeah. to make that decision for Bo. me. 
Well, what's up, Avery? Avery yeah. wants to jump in on this. Enough of that nonsense. Hey, you do not tip. You don't tip at Golden Corral. I, I would have let you get by until you said Golden Corral. No, you yeah. do. You, you, you the, don't the lady tip runs at around. You just leave a couple of bucks. You don't have to tip fifteen. What lady? What the lady, lady runs who comes around. around and gives you, you. You don't get your own beverages at Golden Corral. At least the one near here. Here and the plates. Where are you? Disappear. I am in Frederick, Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, they, they got Golden Corrals in Maryland. They got Golden Corrals everywhere. All right, well, everywhere. The, the ones that I, kind of quality. The ones I went to down or were down south, and they were the real ones. Mm. And you do not tip at Golden Corral. You get there. You go, you you run to the table, drop your stuff off, and then you run to the meat section, then you run to the vegetable section. <laughs> I don't run to the vegetable section. Nobody runs the, to the vegetable Now the I'm calling BS. I'm throwing the challenge flag the ice, on you. The ice cream, the, the soft serve ice cream is always broke. Yeah. The the dessert is always <laughs> bad. The, like the the, the, the when pe- the ice cream machine does work, it's an unnatural color, and you're like the peach yeah. cobbler. Can, can ice cream go rotten? Like yeah. what the hell? The, the peach, the peach, co- the, the peach cobbler was always bought at the corner store. Like, so you don't go there for dessert. You go there for you the meat. You go there for the meat. The you meat. go for the charred animal. Yes. Don't tell me. You like, go there oh, for yeah, the I meat. Can't. The corn was particularly good I, tonight. Nobody's I hate, ever said that. I hate to cut. I hate when the meat cutter tries to give me two slices. I'm like, look, let, work with me and I'll work with you. Do you want to be, have, you want to see my face 20 times or not? They did, they're really cheap about it. They give you the oh, it's a sirloin steak. Here's here's one. Yeah, you can cut it into three bites. Like, this, I don't care. I don't. I don't want to see you. This again. is golden. I corral. want a pile of it. Give this me is a gold, pile this, of this it. This is golden corral, not Shay Henri. Stop <laughs> acting like this is a a, a two hundred dollars meal. <laughs> this is a fourteen ninety nine meal. You just keep cutting till I tell you to stop. Well, <laughs> I've been to restaurants for brunch buffets that were nice, where they. Actually, the carving stage, you can carve yourself out. Carve thing. yourself. And, the and, and at Golden Corral, they don't leave the knife laying around because somebody will stab somebody. Yeah, and as far as those other oh. restaurants you were talking about, look, I have sympathy to a certain point for the waitresses and the waiters. But if you're making a lot of trips back and forth to my table, wear sneakers. So you're just cheap is what you're saying. You're trying to say you're cheap. Yes. Do you over-tip when you're on a date? Do you at least try to look like you're Mr. Big Spender then? On the date? Yeah. Uh, or are you the guy who throws down? I'll put down two twenties, and then when she walks away, you grab that one twenty back. And I round like, it up. I round it up on the date. If it's forty five, I'll I'll pay fifty. If it's <laughs> like I round it up. All right. Oh, now can we Saturday talk about morning, everywhere wanting tips? You go to like a Seven Eleven. There's a tip jar on there. You go to the ice cream store, get a one cone, and like you swipe your card. Now, would you like to add a forty percent tip? No, I don't. No, I don't. Just let <laughs> That's me go. another thing. Now they automatically take it out and they I show you. I want it everywhere. The grocery store. Do you want to donate money to? Ch- no, I just want my sandwich. You look on your receipt. They tell you we already took it out. So now they want to tip on top of the automatic tip they already took out of the bill. On a paper balloon and hang it on the door. I don't care. No, don't talk to me about this. We have to go. James Golden. You want a double any waitress, any waitresses or waiters out here this morning? 800-848-WABC. Tip your servers. We're coming right back. Don't go away. You got to get on the groove. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. It's 
the Saturday Morning Radio Extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. And I used to work for tips, too. I used to shine shoes. That was my very first job. Go get your shine box. I had a shine box. Bet you did. You know, and guess what? If someone gave me a tip, I was grateful. I didn't whine about the size of it. Aren't you sick of, like, the, the hey, uh, tips appreciated jar sitting on there on the counter everywhere? And Absolutely. every time you use your credit card, like, do you want to add a tip? And, it, like, you have to sit there and go, can this person spit on anything that I have? Are they making me food? Can they spit? Like, you, you, I'm all for tipping if somebody does something for you. But if it's just a matter of you brought the stuff up to the counter, give me a break. Exactly. All right, let's move on to art. All right. A principal, did you hear about this story, Michelangelo's date, uh, David? Have you seen this story? I've, I've seen headlines. I didn't read it. I tend to. Okay, this penis, is just. penis stories. Okay. <laughs> the principal of a Tallahassee is called Tallahassee Classical, Tallahassee Classical School. It's a charter. Mm-hmm. The principal was forced to resign. Sixth grade art students were shown were shown images of Michelangelo's David, and some parents went absolutely batched, uh, 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 doggone crazy, <laughs> because they saw this, and we all, most of us, that actually know something about anything, have seen images of the Michelangelo statue. Why, yes, he's got his widget showing. It's a nude statue, complete with the widget. Okay? It's it's not his. This thing is a statue. It's not a person. Okay. It's got a... a, if there's a it's dude a walking around eating an apple or whatever, or with a, a blanket over his shoulder, with his uh, his unit hanging out, sure, yeah. But this is a a piece of art. It is an inanimate object. It is an inanimate object. It's it's different. If it were a photograph of a person, okay, you could have a problem with it. But this is a work of art. It is a gigantic sculpture. It is one of the most famous works of art in history. Yes, there's that. And I guess what happened was they expected these complaining, bi-aching parents expected that they would get a letter alerting them that their child would actually have to see a statue that that was a statue of a naked man. Now, have you oh, seen I- interviews or any direct quotes from the parents themselves? Because I'm rather curious if these are real human beings or these are like the people who are going after the guy who owns Masterpiece Cakes all the time. The professional offended class. Of, well, if you won't let me show Robert Maplethorpe photographs, then I'm going to complain about Michelangelo's David and give you a big dose of your own medicine or whatever, the people who just decide to stir the pot. I don't know that that's true, but it wouldn't surprise me, to be honest with you. No, I hadn't even thought about that, Derek. This could all be kind of uh, interesting. Yes. I don't know, but I just found it amazing that they would actually fire a teacher at a classical school for showing one of the greatest pieces of classical art in history. 
Well, it's absurd. We have a society like uh, offend being a victimhood is the Bitcoin on the left. Everybody wants a piece of it, and now it's it's sort of metastasizing into the culture in general, where normal people are doing that. You're, you're sitting there and, and you want to find something to be offended by. It allows you to feel seen, to to be catered to in something ridiculous. It's There was a time, believe it or not, when there was a line, a very important line, and I did write about this in my book, a line between famous and infamous. And that line was pretty important, right? You didn't want to be infamous. Everybody kind right. of, one way or another, wanted to be famous. But then it got obliterated. It got obliterated right around the time, I believe, that Paris Hilton's sex tape came out, right? That would have, five years earlier, would have caused someone to go into hiding and be really embarrassed. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Or, But she monetized it. She became famous. And then along came the Kardashians and said, well, there's a business model to follow in there. And so they did it. And then the whole family got famous. I got How many billionaires made out of that family from one sex tape, which people forget at the time, I think the guy's name was Ray J that she was in, uh, Kim Kardashian was in that tape with. He was the famous one. She was the, the OJ lawyer's daughter. Now she's a billionaire. Taste in men hasn't really improved all that much, but she's now a billionaire. <laughs> and now it has become, ju- and thanks to social media or anti-social media, it is just get attention. Famous, infamous, doesn't matter. Just get attention. Well, you can strip naked and slather yourself with feces and go to the middle of an intersection and yell at cars as they go past. You'll get attention. It's not good. There's something wrong with that person. But if your buddy films you while you'll do it, there's a good chance you'll go viral. And so people do it anyway. There's a sickness in this country that is just... Get attention. Victimhood is the easiest, fastest, lowest calorie way to get attention. But at some point, the parents have to come along and just pat you on the head and say, shut up. And we don't do that as a society. We see that on college campuses where they're ready to burn down buildings and shout down, ironically screaming at the top of their lungs, this is what democracy looks like so that someone can't be heard, which is decidedly not what democracy looks like. And the administration goes, well, we have to allow them to have their free speech rights. It is, uh, it's a dangerous path, but it's, it's mostly out of our own stupidity, uh, with lacking the adult to come in and pat you on the head and maybe smack you upside the head and go, knock it off. Grow the hell up. And so you end up with these state legislators. Did you see the state legislator out in, Minnesota, the headline here from the UK Daily Mail, transgender lawmaker from Minnesota wins USA Today's Woman of the Year. I saw that. For the state. Now, this person is 41 years old. The dude looks like he's about 60. There's some serious, I don't know, I would just say that there's beers, beer cans in in this guy's wake. But he's 41 years old. He's got that cotton candy pink hair which most women actually, those girls stop around 12 or 13 years old. I'll give you up to 25 to have blue or green or pink hair. But at that point, you've got to move on into adulthood. But these people, these, I look at me, I'm trans people, are have arrested development to the point that a 41-year-old dyes their hair pink. It's 81% of the vote, so it's hard to feel sorry for like, because you know this person isn't going to be an effective legislator. 
He's got sentences tattooed on his forearms. But he got 81% of the vote because everybody could feel how brave and woke they were for voting for them. And now this person is a hero. And somewhere in Minnesota, there's a woman going, you know what, I, I set the record for whatever, but I'm not woman of the year. On the plus side, though, James, we've closed the wage gap. We, we can close the wage gap in one quick second. We just have Elon Musk declare himself to be gender fluid. And whenever it comes up, he says, nope, today I'm a woman. We've successfully closed the wage gap permanently. I love it. And we can I just move it. on from there. Right? I mean, if womanhood and being a woman means nothing. Being a woman doesn't mean anything like right wind, now. Like the tide, why not? Just get Elon on board. I'm sure he'd be on board. And we've closed the wage gap, and we can stop hearing about it. James Golden, A.K. Sternley. When we get back, and I'm going to give you a, um, I'm going to give you a preview of what I want to ask you about. I want to ask you about trains. Weird, right? Trains. Yeah. I want to ask right. you about trains. Trains in America. Oh, did you see that? They had to take off. What was that? What's that kitty thing? You would know this. I don't know that. That that uh, choo-choo train for kids. Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, yeah. Someone posted um, on on social media that the Thomas the thing threatening kids that he's going to kill them, and they had to. T- <laughs> huh. James Golden, A.K. Snurley here on WABC. We're coming back. Don't go away. Back right after this. It might not be the right time, but there's something about Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. MJ. On WABC Talk Radio 77, we are the crown jewel of American radio. With me is author, columnist, radio host, philanthropist. You like that? Big tipper. (laughs) Big tipper, humanitarian. (laughs) Potential organ donor, although on the fence on that one, but still. Okay, I want to ask you about trains. Remember back I, in the time when they, we thought that Billy, that Michael Jackson could have been the father of a child? Those were good times. Yes. We believe that was a possibility. That didn't involve it a test is. tube. That he didn't involve children. a test tube or the help. Oh. Well. Well, his kids there's out, that. His kids turned out great. This is just, just going great over there with the Jackson kids. <laughs> Come on, don't pick on the kids. Come on. What are you talking? They're the perfect example of the attention people that I'm talking about. Just marinate in the money and let it go, all right? You're not you're not your dad. Be thankful for that. You can go to an elementary school if you want to. Without in- notifying parents in the neighborhood. <clears throat> anyway, trains. The, uh, the Thomas trains. the Tank Engine is going to kill the lot of you. That's it. I'm like, what the... <laughs> My children watch an inordinate, uh, like, I'm a, a neglectful parent. I just throw them in the tub with an iPad and let them sit there all day and stew in their own juices. So I'm sure they've been threatened by Thomas the Tank Engine. Of that. I, I, I'm I kind of mad I found out this late to the game because now it's been pulled from YouTube. But I kind of want to see demonic, as it's described, Thomas the Tank Engine say, I'm going to kill a lot of you. That's- that would because other the show is pretty insufferable. Otherwise, it's a show a little spice in there. You can't really have trains getting busy, so you know violence <laughs> is the only thing you can really bring to spice it up. 
let's do this thing. <laughs> I would love I would love to have like all the the cartoons we loved as a kid, and then like get HBO involved in this to go like, well, nobody's really doing much with Scooby Doo. Let's do the real filthy Scooby Doo. Let's do the filthy Jetsons. Let's let's see what uh, is going on there when Jane's at home, uh, what Rosie's all about, or whatever. I would love to just do the absolute filthy Flintstones or something. Come on, Hanna Barbera's not exactly rolling in the dough anymore. They license it for the right fee. <laughs> you know, Derek, I'm just waiting. This may happen just because you said it. I, want, I just want All an right. EP credit and just a little bit of a taste of the back end. Have you ever been on the auto train? Uh, what do you mean the auto train? I don't know what an auto train is. There's a train that runs from Sanford, Florida. It stops in Virginia. You oh, can, that you, the train you take when you bring your when you brought your car. No, I have not. I have thought about it because the in laws live in Florida, and I hate hate flying. But it's way too expensive. You rich guys who take the auto train, I can't. It's not rich. That. You actually, it, it's it's if you're willing to sit in coach, it's reasonable. Mm. If you want your own room, okay, you got to pay a little bit more. But here's why I'm asking. There's a story today in uh, the Amazon Prime Washington Post that goes through what um, what it's like, the, the plant that's building the fastest passenger trains in America. Mm. That would be the Acela. The Acela yeah. runs from here, from New York down to D.C. No, it goes up to it's Boston. A, it's uh, taking it to Boston. That's right, too. to Boston. Right. And now, yeah. it was built to reach speeds of 186 miles an hour, but it, most of the time... Tops out at 160 just in little small stretches because our train tracks were built 180 years ago, and there's pretty much been no work on trains. Right. On the, and so this led me to think about this. Again, may sound a little bit liberal, but I'm stretching out mm-hmm. it Saturday. In Europe, they have supposedly the best trains in the world, and not just Europe. China Japan, has all the Japan, Japan has all these right. What is why? I would think that if we had like auto trains that you could just put on your car. Let's say I want to go to Texas and I want to take my own car. That we could do that. What what high speed trains? See the why USA have, your Chevrolet, James. That's the real reason that we've uh, don't have this is. I would agree. I'd like to go and down to Florida and just drive the car up there. And I'd love an airlines with those giant military planes where you drive your car into the plane and then you fly down there and you stay in your car and then you drive out. Um, we love our cars. We have a highway system that uh, makes up for it. The, the train tracks themselves, the physical me- metal tracks, are not so old that they can't accommodate a train. Obviously, they're accommodating an Acela. The problem is that they were designed, the layout of them were designed for trains that go much slower. So there are curves in them. The European bullet trains, which I've taken too, are they're long straightaways where you can really get up to 200 miles an hour because you're not going to be turning. The problem, all the train derailments happen either when the trains, when the tracks break or they go too fast around a curve. That's why they have to lower the speed. It's kind of too late. In the only place where Amtrak is profitable, which is the northeast corridor between D.C. and Boston, to redo that in any timely fashion or cost-effective way because you'd have to literally just forget all the tracks as they exist, draw new track lines, 
eminent domain or purchase everything to make those tracks to accommodate a speed train or, you know, build a tunnel the whole way. Those sorts of things. That Now, out west, where the Buffalo roam, you've got all sorts of space. You could do it much easier. But we do like the idea. Look, I... I don't like to go out on, I know a couple of people with, with boats, small boats, not the luxury yachts that you're used to, but small boats. And they're always bugging me in the summer. Hey, come out. We'll go out on the Chesapeake Bay. We'll go out on a boat. We'll go. And I always say the same thing. No, no way, no how. Now why? We're having a party on the boat. Don't you want to go? No, I don't because I'm stuck there. All right. If it's a five hour party and after hour two i'm done they're not going to bring the boat in to let me go so i'm stuck there for three hours being miserable if i go somewhere in a car i can go at my own pace i can go on side trips i tour i drove from detroit to san diego and back when i was a kid with my parents we went through the south there and the north and the way back we saw every tourist trap uh, along the way every national park everything we were gone for a month it was awesome but you can't do that if you've got a well, our train leaves at this time. And, oh, our, we've, we're only going, we're passing this city where there's no stuff. You can't do that. We love our freedom. I'm not saying there's not a market for a train and things couldn't change over time. But right now, that market love cars. to it exists is very small because we love our independence. That's Derek Hunter, America's last guest host, philanthropist, author, humanitarian, and you can catch him at Town Hall. Derek, thanks for being with us. Thank we'll you, talk James. with you next Saturday. Yep. James Golden, A.K. Snow, coming back. Our number duo coming up. And your calls. Don't go away if you're on hold. Be right back.